This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio, our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is presented by the Fresno Association of Realtors, and our goal is to provide our listeners the real facts and real stats about our local market. My name is Kim Huckabee, the Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors. Today we're switching gears just a little bit. Um, we're going to actually interview your um, famous host, Don Scordino. Um, we're, yeah, we switched chairs today, so welcome, Don. Well, thank you very much. I don't know about famous, <laughs> but you know, I just I'm out there every day, so I, I guess a few people know me. How does it feel to be in the other seat? I'm nervous. Oh, I'm, <laughs> what if I say the wrong thing? <laughs> well, you're used to that. And <laughs> speaking of saying the wrong thing, we're going to get into some market stats. Um, and I think you have some fessing up to do. I sure do. Did we have to start with that? <laughs> well, you led right into it. I sure did. Yeah, you know, last week on the show, I had the trick question for both Amber Keen and Summer Quick, and that is, Give us what the uh, average um, current market uh, or sales price is in our market. And um, the idea was that all three of us would come up with different numbers. And sure enough, the two of them did because it depends on how do you define the market? How do you define current? Mm -hmm. um, and, it, you know, what er as far as market, what area do you include all residential including condos and mobile homes or not. And, and so that was the trick question there. Anyway, my uh, estimate, and this is where I have to apologize, was way off. It, and <laughs> way it's off. like, it made me scratch my head. It's like, wait a minute, how did it, it didn't, did not make sense. So I went back and researched and I actually read it right off of my printout from our multiple listing service. Well, somehow, there was a glitch in there, and I gave the 2020 stat oh, no. as a, for the first quarter as opposed to the 21. And I, and I have to follow the lead. This is where the apology comes in. I'm sorry <laughs> I made the mistake. And I'm following the lead of the Fresno Business Journal's reporter who, when I called him on a misquote, he came back, said, I looked my stats over, or, or looked my notes over. I made a mistake. It was a 100% apology, and it's like, yes, there's hope for humanity. <laughs> so with my apology, too, I mean, I think we're on a run. It's like, hey, when we make a mistake, let's own up to it and, and um, apologize and be open about it. Good for you, Don. Thanks for correcting that. So what were the numbers? Okay, well, I did different types this time. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, so what I wanted to do this time is compare February and March. And, and the first thing I would say about stats is you've got to think them through. So, mm -hmm. for example, in February in Fresno County, we had 548 solds compared to 703 in March. Now, that sounds like a big difference right mm -hmm. but think about it february only has 28 days march has 31 you um a lot with a short 
Feb, uh, short February, a lot of escrows rolled into March. Right. If you were to balance that out, it's probably it's probably much closer. Not to say that the market isn't moving up and getting more active, but there's a reason for the stats, and it's not always just one singular thing. Right, right. So, it, and it depends on if you're running the stats in the city, the county, like you just said. All of that is relevant. You can the data can be changed at any time. I remember some time back, um, I think it was three or four years ago. I was astounded at how December had so much more than November. Mm-hmm. And then uh, somebody just off the cuff said, "Man, we barely had any working days in November." because of how the weekends fell. Oh, right. Holidays, yeah. 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 And um, not only do you have Thanksgiving and um, Veterans Day, but the first of the month fell on a Saturday, and it just threw everything off. There were not very many November recording days. Right. So that affected the numbers. Interesting. So I pulled some stats myself. I was looking um, at actually all of uh, Fresno County for March um, 2021. Um, what's your best guess on median home price in March? Oh, th- this you're rubbing it in now about my mistake <laughs> I made last week. <laughs> I'm going to say the median. Okay, because last week was average. So oh, you got me median. off the hook. In it, all of the county. We're talking residential in the county. I'm going to say 335,000. Oh, so close, so close. Uh 350. 350 with um the change from last year up 23.1%. That's it's a crazy market out there, right, Don? Oh, it is. And working with buyers and sellers on the streets, yeah, it's crazy. And somebody told me yesterday, they said, "Oh, congratulations on this hot market." I said, Thank you, but it's really not congratulations. It might be one of the hardest markets that I've ever worked in. Um, Can you think of another time ever in your, I mean, you have a long, long career in real estate here, local. Don't stress that part, please. (laughs) Very, very long. (laughs) I would say, yeah, the craziness of the foreclosure era, let's say 2008 through 2000. 11. Even though the foreclosure era went past 2011, the bank started to get a clue about 2012 and 13. But the worst part is there was no common sense in the market. Mm -hmm. And dealing with, um, with that, you just didn't know how to write an offer to satisfy an asset manager seller. That was really crazy. Um, oh, here's one <laughs> going way, way, way back <laughs> is way in ni- back. Yeah. 1981, 1982, when interest rates got to 17 and a half, 18%. Just fascinating. 17 and a half percent. Yeah. And, and it impacted the affordability so much. We had to be creative with our financing. So getting a new loan was very difficult. But fortunately, at the time, you could assume a loan. Mm-hmm. But they, they may only have owed forty thousand, and the price it's selling for a hundred thousand, and the people did not have sixty thousand cash down. 
So we would create a second loan carried by the seller with a lower interest rate to entice the, the buyer to buy the home. And um, instead of getting a 17.5% loan, maybe their blended rate might be 12%, let's okay. say. So it made it more affordable. But then the seller would say, except I can't do that. I need the cash to buy another place. So we would find an um, investor who would buy the note. So oh, wow. That we sounds like a just lot of work. Yeah. We weren't just selling the home. We had to sell a piece of paper called a promissory note at a discount maybe to an investor. Maybe it was a $50,000 note that they would buy for 45000 so the investor had some equity in there right away um, it at a good interest rate of 12%. That's it, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, wow. So you really, I mean, you've got to see so many changes over the years in the, you know, the real estate industry, the, these markets, what a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I think the best sales manager that I ever had was Charles Darwin. <laughs> when, <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> all right. He was all about survival of the fittest. So Indeed. you had to adapt. You had to change as these markets did or you wouldn't survive. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody else called it being the chameleon. Mm -hmm. You've got to be the chameleon in this business. And that helped me too when I learned that, hey, not only are markets different, but people are different. Right. Um, right. And that's, I guess, probably the, the constant in this business, right? It's about people and, it, you know. Yeah. The constant is if you want to help people, you'll be a good realtor. Mm -hmm. I, I really worry about some of the, it, and I could have said this 30, 40 years ago too. I really worry about some of the newer agents that are all into technology and they don't touch humans. That, right. I, and by touch, I mean speaking to them, listening to them. Connecting. Connecting, yeah. In a meaningful way, sure, yeah. So right now, Don, six days is the median days on the market. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's, um, it's such a fast-moving market. Um, last week, I had a couple of listings that I put in, and I knew that the next three days would be over for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's I would be answering phones, taking calls, taking in offers. <clears throat> it, it is. It, it's not like I could have planned the weekend. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And if I could say this too, there six days is the median, but there's a lot of properties, probably about. 20% of our listings that have been on the market for a long time. By long time, I mean <clears throat> 60, 90, 100 days. What and, causes that? What's the reason? Okay, so you may not see it if you look at a public site where, you know, here's some pictures and, and, and a description. But when you look at the agent-only remarks, mm -hmm. maybe they have really hard showing instructions. In other oh. words... Um, well, there's a bunch of them out there that say um, no showings allowed. Write your offer subject to inspection. Well, 
that might be okay for uh, the Kentucky gambler. Yeah, Donna, will you t- tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean? You know, you write your offer and, you know, subject to inspection. Yeah. What if, what happens when you get in there and buyer doesn't like what, you know, they actually see versus the pictures after they've made an offer? Right. And, um, well, it means that it, hopefully the, it's <clears throat> the offer is written subject to inspection, <clears throat> which means if the buyer walks in and doesn't like it, they can cancel. And that's important because you can't go by the pictures. I still remember a client looking at me as we were five steps in the door, looks at me and said, are we in the right home? <laughs> right. Because the, what we saw and the pictures were not the same. Have you ever dealt with, um, you know, buyers putting these types of offers, you know, pending inspection any other time other than during the pandemic? I mean, it's pretty. <clears throat> yeah. It happened during the REO period. Okay. But that was mostly from investors who were buying at 70 cents on the dollar anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's say they were a little off and they it was 75 cents on the dollar, not 70. They were still okay. But if you're an owner-occupant, buying your first home, that's no way to go. No way to go. And, and, and that's about 85% of the market. So if you're a seller that's been on the market for 90 days and you're thinking, well, why hasn't my home sold? I hear in the newspaper that, you know, homes are selling fast. Or I hear on Welcome Home Radio, homes are selling fast. <laughs> you, you might want to look at what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Right. Well, and because it is so competitive, you, you may have to put in an offer, you know. Yeah, no choices. Well, we have to take a break. Um, we're here now talking with your host, Don Scordino. We've flipped, uh, flipped the chairs around and we're interviewing him today. To find out more, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Kim Huckabee, Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors. Uh, we're here today interviewing your host, Don Scordino. We put him in the hot seat. Welcome, Don. Thank you again for being here. Well, I guess you had to be here. We just switched the chairs. That, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm not sure which one is the hot seat. <laughs> the one you're in. <laughs> okay. No matter which week it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, so we were talking about this really hot competitive real estate market out there, and um, we were just going over a few market stats. And one, uh, another one I found really interesting was um, the market report for March in Fresno County. Active listings at seven twenty nine. Active listings in March down sixty two point one percent from last year. I mean, that really shows you just how hot this market is. What do you think, Don? I mean, what's the explanation for it? Okay, well, and, and a lot of people say, wow, we have six, the first thought would be that we have 62% less listings. Actually, once again, if you look at the real picture, that's not always the case. And, and in this, what's happening now, we, ha- yeah, listings are down for various reasons, but still, most of those listings that we have are currently in escrow. So they're they're not showing up. Yeah, Yeah. they're not showing up as an active listing. For example, um, about 75% of the 
for sale signs that you see out there are in escrow. So if you were to take that, what, what do you have, 700 and something? 729. Okay. And uh, add three times that, you're going to come up with the amount of listings that are out there. So maybe this time last year, there was almost as many listings, but they weren't, they, more of them were active. Okay, that explains, yeah. that explains oh, a lot. Oh, and come to think of it, if you're comparing March, April um, of last year, mm -hmm. that's when we had shelter in place. Oh, the beginning, right. Yeah. So those would definitely be skewed. So for three weeks, we couldn't even go show a house. That's a great point. Right, yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, See, that's why Welcome Home Radio is important to people to listen to because we're going to give you the whole picture. Yeah, it, so Dawn... Um, I actually find this, you know, fascinating. Um, so there were about three weeks when the first stay-at-home order came down where real estate was um, not essential. It was, you know, three weeks later where it was declared on the federal level to be part of critical infrastructure. And, um, you know, real estate was able to sort of open back up with lots of rules. How did you deal with that? Did you have escrows? What was your experience during that those three weeks? Well, I, I had a home that um, I thought, well, I'll give this a try. I'll, I'll sell it virtually, you know, uh, and it was the perfect virtual home because it was a, um, a partial burn down. So, oh, it, wow. it, you know, it had to be a cash buy anyway. Um, and yet that sale fell through when the buyer actually got to walk through. It's like, uh, this is a lot worse than I thought. So, well, didn't you look at all the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the pictures didn't tell the whole story. Right. There's only so much you can do, really, right. you know, online, virtually. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, yeah, it, it really impacted us. But I got to tell you, the, the thing I'm going to remember most about that three weeks, I was president of our Fresno Association of Realtors, mm -hmm. so I came up with a video uh, letting everybody know that, hey, this is the state guidelines. We're not allowed to do open houses. We're not allowed to show a home physically. Th this is how we have to do it. And we worked on that on, on a Friday, and it, it went out on Saturday morning. I, I even remember working with our media person, and Friday night we're talking, saying, okay, well, you know, tweak this, tweak that. Sure. Um, it goes out on Saturday morning, and of course, I started getting a lot of flack. I, I bet you did. Oh yeah, people saying, "How am I going to survive? How you know?" Yeah, how, and how do you explain that, right, to your yeah. to your clients, your your um, fellow realtors? That's a lot. Yeah. So I was also president in two thousand eight. Another crisis. Oh year. wow, Don, you know how to pick them. <laughs> yeah. They're telling me that I'll never be president again. <laughs> I don't think you will, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in 2008, I had, you know, the market was really hurting and realtors would call me and say, I, how do I survive? And I, my advice was just go out and work hard. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2020, my advice now became stay home, don't work. Stay safe, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's how fast moving it was. I still remember the time it on it, it cut our video went out Saturday morning to everybody. 
uh, I was taking a hit on Facebook from people. <laughs> oh, no. Um, by 5.13 that night, the California Association of Realtors came out with an announcement saying, hey, now you can. I remember that. It was a Sunday. And it was like the best email that, uh, you know, came out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, so... I immediately had to do another video to give the good news. <laughs> right. And oh, talk about apologies. I even said on there, well, this is how fast this whole thing is moving. You know, just a few hours ago, I said, you can't. Well, now you can if you do this, this and this. And there was a lot of guidelines there. Right. No, a lot of rules. I think, you know, the way that um, realtors and I mean, just the industry altogether the the guidelines the rules um that was a lot to take in i'm sure and explain to you know home buyers and sellers uh but a year later it's like you know yeah the the whole pandemic actually benefited the housing market mm -hmm. and, and not just because of the low interest rates i think the number one reason why it benefited it is it made people appreciate what a home is Right, right. I mean, all of a sudden, homes became gyms and schools and places to grow food. And instead of going to restaurants, you know, family, you know, they, they wanted more kitchen space. All of those things. Home really took on a whole new meaning. And people, uh, ha I think, from what I'm hearing, they had to, you know, families are taking their priorities, evaluating them. Money spent on vacations can now maybe be put into second homes or, you know, lots of different um, priorities when it comes to, to home. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure some of that is driving the market, right? Sure. In fact, what I've seen the biggest change in the past year has been the growth of the, what I call the move up buyer. So more so than a first time buyer, more so than an investor, people that are selling the old one it, that was maybe too small mm -hmm. um, and then moving up to something bigger, more of the forever home. And the interest rates facilitate that, right? Because they're lower than they were. You know, even if it's only one percent, one and a half percent lower than what they currently have, um, that allows them to buy up, right? And keep pretty close to the same payment. So you know, I, I think we've been hearing, um, you know, a little bit of talk here and there about, oh, you know, we might be hitting another bubble, um, et cetera. What do you think about that? Oh, I love that question because I have some thoughts on it because I've actually worked through several supposed bubbles. Mm -hmm. and, and first of all, a bubble is a media term. It it's, doesn't have to apply. Yes, we had a bubble in 2005 through 10 that, that popped. Um, but things are different this time back then people didn't have equity in their home right people do have equity you think about it, if you bought a home only three years ago with a fixed interest rate which you mo most likely did your loan balance is lower today than it was then right um whereas in 2005 so many people were doing the adjustable rate loans with negative amortization, balloon payments, exotic financing mm -hmm. that was not sustainable. A 30-year fixed rate mortgage is sustainable so long as you 
when you signed on the dotted line saying my principal and interest will be $1,500 for the next 30 years, as long as you understood that $1,500, you're sustainable as long as you keep the ability to pay that. Right. So so the conditions have really changed. We're, we're not living um, in, in the same time. Right. And a lot of these people that say, oh, all the forbearances out there. Well, Earlier in the show, I told I made the statement that banks learned after right. a few years on how to manage their properties. I think they're they have learned also how to manage delinquencies a little better. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going to the foreclosure, um, they're going to modify those forbearances. They're going to try to keep people in their home more. Um, California law says the bank cannot or the mortgage company cannot make a profit. So if you owed them $200,000 and they were able to sell it for 225 as a foreclosure, they got to give you that 25,000 back. And and if by the way if you have that 25,000 equity in there, why don't you sell it? Right, right. I gave a relative some advice one time selling a property in Los Angeles and they were having trouble a lot of trouble with it <clears throat> they only owed about 125,000 on it and they were still asking 300,000 I said well if you need to sell it fast drop the price to 200,000 that's going to wake some people up some investors they'll give you 200 and now you got 75,000 cash if if you don't do that in a couple of weeks you're gonna have zero mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, well, and I... Yeah, they didn't I, listen to me. Oh, no. They're relatives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good excuse. Um, so, Don, what do you think... How how long does this current market last? Is it going to be... You know, we're about to come out of the pandemic, right? We're hearing that California is going to open up maybe June 15th. We're, you know, um, getting into those lower tiers, you know, things like that. People, kids are going back to school. So opening up, what that means to our market is consumer confidence. So consumer confidence is just as important as low interest rates and affordability. People have to know that, okay, that I'm signing on the dotted line saying I'll pay $1,500 a month for the next 30 years. Well, you have to have confidence that you can do that. So I think opening up will restore that. But even right now, even when we were in the purple tier, if we had 20 people making an offer on one home, that's 19 people willing and able to buy that weren't able to or or weren't successful. So we have a backlog of buyers that need homes. So as, as long as there's not something catastrophic that happens in our world. What about um, interest rates? Well, that could be catastrophic. <laughs> no, no. Well, 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 yeah. How much would it have to increase to be catastrophic too? Yeah. Market? Okay. I, I told you I'm putting him in the hot seat. Yeah. God, didn't I tell you no curveballs, <laughs> please? Just, just lob up some easy fastballs. Okay. So I would think that 2% in a short period of time would would really hurt one percent maybe Mm -hmm. but you know um the affordability will still be there and it's still a 30-year fixed rate mortgage 
even if you do a 15 year, but that fixed rate is, is, is so good. But here's what's going to be weird, and this is where the media will jump on it um, and call it, oh, the bubble burst. If we're driving 100 miles an hour right now, which might be close to describing our market, if we slow down to 70 miles an hour, it's going to feel like, oh, my God, what happened? We're in a recession. <laughs> right, the but it's bubble still popped, moving. But we're still doing 70. Okay, all right. Well, on that note, I like the positive news and, and the great outlook. I, I think you're right on. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. Here, interviewing your host, Don Scordino. To find out more, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. My name is Kim Huckabee. Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors. Um, I'm here today interviewing your host, Don Scordino. You know, I have a question for you. You said the Fresno Association of Realtors, and I was afraid you were going to slip up and say the Bakersfield <laughs> Association of Realtors. Tell us why I was fearful of that. Oh, yeah. Well, so um, I worked for the Bakersfield Association of Realtors for about seven and a half years before moving here to Fresno just this past um, December and now I am here with working with the Fresno Association of Realtors so glad you know to be here and um, and I'm glad I didn't slip up yeah <laughs> um, so it, are you trying to interview me Don because I think I, I'm I interviewing know. you <laughs> okay I, I just started to see that I'm sorry it's force a habit <laughs> no go ahead do you have a question okay so it's all realtors Bakersfield so mm -hmm. just it's still realtors so i'll bet you just slipped right into this job yeah you know um i love working in organized real estate and with realtors they are um just about you know the greatest most kind um caring people about our community about their clients about home ownership in general and um yeah i did i think you know collectively all you know i've had the pleasure of um, you know, working with realtors throughout this entire state. Every year we go to Sacramento um, on the national level. I've met realtors from the majority of the states in the country. And it's just an incredible group of people that um, are passionate. And, and you especially, Don. you know. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's been really, really an easy transition for me. Okay, I want to go back to my original sales manager, Charles Darwin, and the survival of the fittest. So it sounds like just a cliche when you say, ah, oh, you know, realtors are so nice, they care about their clients, their community. Well, that's because of survival of the fittest. The realtors that are around had to have that characteristic in them. They had to be caring about others or they didn't survive. So there's a pretty big turnover mm -hmm. in, in uh, people that come into the business and leave after a few months. And, and if they didn't have the characteristics of caring about others, having that ability to put others, other people's needs first, um, then they probably didn't survive. Right. It's a hard industry, right? It really yeah. is. I tell new agents that come into the business that this is a really, really hard job, mm -hmm. but it's a fantastic career. 
And the difference is um, when you're actually working with somebody, it can be hard and challenging, um, especially if you're one of 20 people that made an offer on a home and you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You did all you could, but you didn't get it. Um, and you and have to break that news. Oh, right. yeah. That is so hard to do if you care about other people. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to have you have to it has to show that you care about them. And that's what keeps them going. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what, this makes me think. What do you love most about being a realtor yourself? What's the best part of your job, your day? Just solving the problem, the win, helping people. What is it? I think it's meeting the people, getting to know them. And, um, and I, I'm that way. I like people. Mm -hmm. And and so, and it goes back to, this gonna sound like a corny story, but I remember a grocery (laughs) store that we used to go to as a kid when I was a kid. And the lady was always so happy to see us when we came in, but she was that way with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's genuine. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I asked her one time, I go as a kid, <laughs> excuse me, Mrs. Thomas, <laughs> why is it that you're, you work all the time and you're always so happy? She goes, because I love this. Where else can I go to where I get to see my friends, my new friends, and get to interact with them? And and so that happened many, many, many years ago, and I still remember it. it. So she you. made an impact on me. That's a, that's a great story. That's uh-huh. a great story. You didn't think I could ever be that respectful, huh? Excuse <laughs> me, Mrs. Thomas. <laughs> I was a brat as a kid. <laughs> Oh, I bet. Oh, so Don, let me ask you this. Um, you know, people that are out there in the market to buy or sell, what are some qualities that they should look for in a realtor when they're out there picking one? The ability to communicate with you. So, and lots of different types of people, a lot of different people. So maybe somebody's a good communicator, but they don't speak your language and what i mean by language it used to be uh, different languages now it's (laughs) texting emailing um uh phone calls Mm -hmm. face-to-face meetings so zoom zoom yeah there's so many different ways we'll call those the new languages and uh being able to communicate effectively with that Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little personal policy, like when I have a listing and I have multiple offers, I don't send an email to everybody to say, sorry, you didn't get it. Um, I call them all mm-hmm. and I do that because I want them to know that I f- feel bad for them. And right. And that doesn't always come across in an email, right? No, it doesn't. And certainly not in a text. Or certainly not in a no response at all, which does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I made an offer for a buyer about a month ago, and I still haven't heard I mean, th- whether we got it or not, although I know we didn't because I saw it closed escrow. Right. <laughs> but, but it's like, what's wrong with that agent that couldn't take the time to call? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or at least text. Or at least text, <laughs> in the very least. Uh, 
you know, so I moved here in December and I bought a home and I sold my home in, in Bakersfield. And I just can't even imagine that transaction or these huge life uh, changes without having a realtor. I was so lucky, um, you know, to have someone that knew, ha had this just uh, expertise of the area, the community, um, in addition to the guidance and the trust that I put in that, that person um, to guide me through the real estate transaction. Um, you know, there's real value in using a realtor and I just can't imagine not using one. Um, I, I've got, I just thought of a great example of how you got to communicate how a person uh, can, can hear. So earlier this week, I had a, uh, some, a young couple they're in escrow and it's their first home. And had I sent them an email saying, congratulations, the appraisal came in and um, uh, not, not uh, at value, no conditions, and your loan was uh, formally approved, they would have thought, oh, great, but they don't know how many big glaciers are in front of in them. In front or, of them. Or, and they probably need a breakdown of what the, what does that even mean? The, exactly. the appraisal came in. Be, I mean, because we spoke on the phone, I could hear some hesitancy on their part. And it's like, uh, you could pause. So, yeah, the pause. So what's next? So they're expecting these huge issues ahead of them. Right. I said, well, I know you guys are football fans. So let me put it in football terms we just completed a 50 yard pass we're inside the 10 yard line the relief on their part was just great i mean because now they could visualize that ah oh, yeah we really are close mm -hmm. yeah no, it's a, it's a it's a lot more than just you know finding a house closing escrow there are you know steps that um your you know your trusted realtor will, will lead you through mm-hmm so communication skills are essential and the ability to communicate differently with how a different client needs to be communicated with. Boy, that didn't make sense what I just said, but I think we everybody, know what you mean. everybody understood me. <laughs> um, That's my communication skills. <laughs> <laughs> Great work, Don. Um, let's see, so what advice do you have for someone that wants to jump in and sell their home right now um someone that maybe is a, a first-time home buyer you know let talk about equity i mean what advice do you have what what's a, yeah for what concerns well, cautions let me start off with buyers um set a goal and there are new and different obstacles in the way right now called multiple offers uh lack of inventory but know what you can do, set a goal, and, and don't give up. Don't give up. Okay. Yeah. That's great advice. That's great advice. All right. My well, son just bought a home and it, he went in Florida. He went through all that. And I asked him, well, what was the biggest thing you did right? He said, well, you always taught, told me, Dad, I was too stubborn to give up. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he made it. Don't give up and use a realtor, right? Yeah, and use, yeah. Use a realtor. Oh, yeah. Because um, deciphering all this stuff is difficult. I, I had somebody the other day that um, they're, they're not selling their home. They're refinancing it, but they had to get a termite inspection because mm -hmm. it's a VA refi. 
they had no clue how to read that termite report. But I said, send it to me. I'll, I'll read it for you. Mm -hmm. And I was able to explain it in, it wasn't that bad after all. Yeah. You it, guys wear so many hats, right? Termite, yeah. you know, inspections. It's amazing. All right. Well, we've got to take one more break. Um, we're here uh, talking to your host, Don Scordino. To find out more, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. If I could just come in, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Kim Huckabee, Government Affairs Director of the Fresno Association of Realtors. We have a fun program today. We have your host, Don Scordino, in the hot seat. We've switched chairs. We're interviewing him. Welcome back, Don. Thank you. It's kind of fun here. You know, all the responsibility lies on you. <laughs> I mean, what if I just was quiet and didn't say anything? It all falls on you. Oh, well, I might have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll keep talking. At least I didn't have to worry about that. Um, Oh, so Don, welcome home radio. Let me ask you, tell me a little bit, you've been doing this, what, for 14 years? 13. Yeah, thir 13. 13. Did you have a background in radio? No. <laughs> How did this thing get started? It was all a mistake, but th <laughs> this, it's a life lesson that out of mistakes comes opportunities. So in 2008, I was president of the Association of Realtors and a couple of the jobs I had was one, I would write an article once a month to the realtors mm -hmm. um, and put and it would go out in our newsletter. Um, then also once a month, I would write a letter or an article for the Fresno Bee, but that's directed towards the public. Mm -hmm. And I had a great assistant uh, who would type while I talked and, and we formed a good team as far as writing these articles. She was great. She would say, wait, wait, let's move this paragraph up here. It'll flow better. She was really good. So that you got way. to just throw out your ideas and then she yeah. yeah, packaged it up nicely. Yeah. I mean, I remember one time I, I stopped to think and she was still typing. I go, what are you typing? She goes, I'm finishing your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Of course, there was the time she goes, uh, let's start over. This one stinks. <laughs> Just one time. <laughs> Several. Uh, okay. But anyway, she made a mistake. She sent the wrong uh, article to the Fresno Bee and they published it. It was the one that I was speaking to realtors. Oh, no. And what it said is for far, it started off with for far too long, our local media has had to depend on out of town and out of touch data crunchers to tell Ouch. us what's happening in our own city. It's time that we be the voice of realtors. Our clients deserve the real news, the, the real stats, because at the time, you know, our market was really transitioning in 2008 and we were getting news reports out of Michigan, New Jersey. Well, that didn't so much apply here. Right. Even, yeah, even in California, I, I imagine it didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, that went out in the Sunday paper. My poor assistant said she didn't eat for three days. Oh. She was so nervous. I was seriously considering moving out of town. I was embarrassed. And then I get a phone call from John Oslin, who owns the, uh, the stations here. And he said, kind of a funny article, but you just <laughs> wrote a perfect job description for a new radio uh, real estate talk show. Would you consider doing it? And I thought, I'll run out of stuff to talk about in a couple of times. 
And here you are 13 years later. Right, because I went to the Association of Realtors and said, why don't we do this? We have all those realtors that are can be guests each week, different ones. We have the affiliates, such as lenders, title companies, mm-hmm. ho- uh, home inspectors. So we have great content all the time. And you get, got the real deal. Yeah, and then I learned something. This is what I got from my dad. Uh, about life and that's always just be curious Mm -hmm. so if you think about it as a host every week I ask a lot of questions and I learn a lot Mm -hmm. from being curious right which I think is one of your natural gifts by the way is just being curious and I think that also makes you a great realtor out there right because Mm -hmm. you're curious and you care and you're able to get to the bottom of what people need and want by asking the right questions Right. Uh, you know what? Thank you. That's a good point. I never thought of it like that, but that is a trait that realtors need to have is to be curious about what your client needs because each client is different. And they may not say, you know, exactly what they need. So it's your car- curiosity that, you know, brings that out of them. Right. Right. Sometimes people think that realtors walk in a house and just say, and over here is the crown molding and over here is the <laughs> kitchen. No, that's not what we do. It's more the questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe I was prepared for this radio show by being a realtor for a long time and asking lots of questions. Yeah. Well, that's a great story, Don. So out of that, your radio career was born, and I'm assuming your writing uh, career was dead? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, seems like it all worked out. The writing career, um, no, you know what? If I can make myself sit down long enough, I could still write a good article. And they'll still take it. Yeah, (laughs) even without my old assistant. Megan, that one's for you. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, Dawn, I'm really going to put you on the hot seat now. Tell us one thing that maybe your audience would be surprised to know about you. Oh, Okay, I probably shouldn't say this one, but (laughs) I want everybody to know that back in the day, it was okay to do this. Nowadays, um, no way, no way would you do it. But I actually learned my sales skills from hitchhiking around the country. Oh, wow. Now, this is back in the the 70s. (laughs) It was all right. But if you think about it, you have a split second to non-verbally communicate to that driver that you're okay. Mm -hmm. You're safe. uh, You're not going to be boring. So I I think I learned the art of non-verbal communication (laughs) by doing that. And and I do want everybody to know I did it for the sport of it, not the necessity. I bet you've got some great stories. (laughs) There was one I, I got picked up by... (laughs) <laughs> Don Cockroft's uh, brother. Don Cockroft was the place kicker for the Cleveland Browns. Okay. So this being we're on ESPN, I thought I'd throw that in there. A lot of people are going to know who he was. but And the guy said he was a broker at a real estate company. Well, I was already licensed. I was already working. I knew the lingo, and, and so we're talking. And he just couldn't believe that this hitchhiker... <laughs> <laughs> was in real estate and he says excuse me if you don't mind me asking he goes at first I didn't believe you that you were in real estate but I can tell you are because you have a good understanding of the contracts and and 
and all. He go, but don't don't you have a car? Why are you hitchhiking? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, actually, I have two. I have a truck and a sedan. The sedan is for you know when I show homes. And then you just had to explain why you still like to hitchhike, even though you have two cars. I said it was the sport of it. <laughs> I actually had a little. We were. I was going to a wedding back in Cincinnati for a friend, and I. There are other people going that I could have rode with, but oh. I had a little competition going with them. Oh that, well, Don. We'll have to. We'll have to come back to this one next time. There's way more that we can find out about Don Scordino here. We're out of time. Thank you for listening to Welcome Home Radio. We really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Your host, Don Scordino, will be back in his chair and with a great program. Thank you.